Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we felt duty bound to head for Japan after Matsuyama's historic Masters victory, the first Japanese man to do that. And it was uh, Matsuyama mania, or so we thought, until we spoke to our man, Alan Gibson, as you'll discover. Uh, Lloyd Griffith was back, comedian, and uh, Grimsby Town fan was on uh, good form. We talked golf and uh, football with uh, him, amongst other things. And uh, we found out about the uh, closing fixture in the world's smallest football league. We spoke to the star striker of one of the two teams that uh, contests that title every year. So, uh, we had a chat, of course. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everyone. And uh, the race for the top four is hotting up, but could Spurs <laughs> you be say, falling you away? Say, you say that. <laughs> I just love, look, you've watched Jose deflect over the years when he was your coach a couple of times. But I think it was yeah. one of his maddest. I mean, first he latched on. He had a pop at the journalist for something they'd not even seen because it happened on telly, the comments <laughs> that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer made. Why don't you ask me about that? And again. What are you talking about, man? Then he started saying, cheese is cheese and bread is bread. He said, you're all right, granddad. And then uh, he started saying, I'm glad he's not his father. His father's a better man. And he thought, what are you talking about? It was, look, it was, um, it was one of his maddest uh, deflection uh, technique uh, uh, post-match press conferences. I'm finding now, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not as bothered as I should be, and I don't like that feeling. I should be feeling more bothered. But when you go into each game knowing exactly what you're going to see, you know, the kind of odd uh, selections and the strange um, substitutions and the very passive yeah, second half I thought when the team didn't go deserve off. to go off. I know. Yeah. There you get. You know, I'm, it's just Jose by numbers now. I know exactly what to expect. <laughs> so there's no thrill of the outcome, which is why you watch football. One thing I would say: look, the it should have been a goal. Everybody knows it was a goal. McTominay just put an arm out. Sonny put his hand on him first. So the idea of taking it all the way back there is is a fairly shocking moment but I mean it all goes back to that thing we've always said Andy that every football manager talks self-serving nonsense and so Ole Gunnar Solskjaer rails uh, about uh, Son going down and saying if he was my little boy he wouldn't have had any tea but um, he has a slightly (laughs) different attitude towards cheating when Bruno Fernandes is going down winning or trying to win penalties you may remember one in the FA Cup against Chelsea last year, which was laughable. But of course, oh, no. he doesn't... I mean, Bruno must go to bed uh, every weekend starving. 
I mean, really. It's so. I mean, it's all self-serving <coughs> nonsense, isn't it? Really. Oh yeah. What about Maguire? I mean, United really have had the best of VAR in general. It was mm. unusual for them to get at the wrong end of the stick yesterday, but they did, and it was a goal. Uh, Chelsea basically were everything they weren't against West Brom. We're going to speak about Palace later. They were yeah. so passive in the first half, and this rate, Kurt Zuma will get more goals than Werner, which is great. Isn't it? Oh, what a great buy! <laughs> Dear, dear. So look, we do? are in, we are interested to hear from you this afternoon because um, Son Young Min, you know, it, we never know. We're not there. We're not there in his body. You, you know, let's get, get a finger in the eye. Have you not seen a Three Stooges film? I mean, <laughs> they should get the sound effect. If you get a little bit of a finger in the eye, it hurts, doesn't it? And you go down, and you think, well, oh my do. eye. Yeah, we don't know the we don't know about his pain yeah. threshold. Whether or not he did national service and was and was top man for that couple of weeks is neither here nor there. But he might have felt the pain. So. <laughs> Uh, to make him feel better this afternoon, um, as as he puts the old Optrex bath in there, we'd like to hear your tales of you or someone you know being far more hurt than you or anyone else around you thought. They were saying, run it off, mate, run it off, you'll be fine, or just go back to work, stop making a fuss about nothing. So let's make Sonny feel better about himself. Manchester United were very good second half, they were excellent, and it did strike me mm. in terms of team selections, like the idea you think you'll bring back Eric Dyer to play against Cavani when he's hardly played, when you've got uh, Belgium's uh, go-to centre-half not even featuring, is, is quite staggering, really. I think, they, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Jose Mourinho at the end of the season, uh, or uh, I doubt if it's going to be any sooner than that but as I said the indifference is what's uh, killing us all at the moment we're not the anger I think we've gone beyond that we're just we're just indifferent to it. we're numb it's another result of no fans because if the fans are in the stadium the chairman will yeah. be hearing how unhappy they are no, no question about it well there's an incident in that game though when Lloris changed the ball the ball sort of went away and he, he needed another ball for the goal kick and I watched the bloke who picked the old one up and he takes it away for sterilising you think how many people have actually been infected by a ball I bet it's naught well, that'd be my guess maybe because know, they've been they so well sterilised Andy possibly that's <laughs> I suppose it. so it's possibly true yeah. it does seem a bit overkill but there, there you go um, what else have we got here Oh, some of Monty's Fulham have had it, let's be honest. Well, let's be honest, it's not looking good after Friday, is it? No. Nah, no, no, not not good at all. And, um, oh, this was good. Uh, Steve Wheeler has used lockdown, you'll like this one. Yeah. I'm sure you read it in the Sun today. I did. To clean his collection of 23,000 used milk bottles. Yeah. I thought, but he's fun to have a pint with, a pint of milk, A obviously. pint of milk. Or imagine that moment when Steve starts, there were 23,000 milk bottles you know, on the wall. And, if, yeah, you get... Imagine that. That would yeah. be a lot of fun, would it? Um, no idea. And then this reporter was talking about uh, Chelsea against Porto, hmm. and he said, uh, where was it here? He said, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's game. Oh, yes. Uh, next up, the important matter of Champions League jobs to finish off. It's Porto at Stamford Bridge in the second leg. I thought, I hope he doesn't go there. He's going to be a bit disappointed. Yeah. It's in Seville. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't you worry did. about it. I hope somebody <laughs> sold him a ticket. That's not great. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby here and uh, Andy Jacobs, of course, on TalkSport. Uh, Sun Hyun Min has taken a, a bit of stick, I think, including from the Manchester United uh, manager yesterday for that they felt maybe making a bit of a meal of the contact from <laughs> Scott McTominay. Maybe he did. Um, but we're trying to make him feel a bit better today because sometimes you can be far more hurt than you look, uh, for mm. example. 
Um, my brother fell off his bike on the way to my house, says Andy. Uh, I said, if you've broken if you've broken anything, you won't be able to move them, so it's definitely not a break. Turns out, uh, despite him whining for a few days, when I took him away and he, he'd fractured both elbows. Nice one. Uh, I'm a first aider at work, uh, says Carl, and a lad uh, came up to me after banging his wrist. I gave it a few rotations and said, it's nothing, just go back to work. Came in next week in a cast after an x-ray showed he'd broken it. See, sometimes you can be far more hurt. Than, uh, than you originally looked. Tell, let's know your stories. Some of them are a touch more gruesome than that. Talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. That's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. So, to me. Yes. Uh, why am you, Andy? I was playing cricket and uh, I went for a quick single and the bat jammed into the crease yeah. and I went That's straight nice. into the handle. <laughs> I went straight into the handle. I went oh, rolled over. The handle went into my collarbone. Wow. I was in agony. This Australian bloke comes up to me and he's like got my arm and he's going, yeah, you're all right, mate. It's not broken. And of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> really? Actually, yeah. apart from the fact you've broken your collarbone, that does sound quite funny. <laughs> yeah. You're doing like a pole vault over <laughs> running a quick single yeah, and going exactly over the handle of the bat. <laughs> <laughs> like you, not good, Sir Guy Bubka. Anyway, we move on <laughs> because it's uh, Matsuyama mania uh, today. Matsuyama mania. I don't know why they're doing it in a sort of odd New York Italian <laughs> accent. It seems to work. Maybe it sounds like a, a special on the menu. But uh, Hideki Matsuyama, of course, won the Masters uh, yesterday, and the sport is huge in Japan golf. But uh, and he is a massive star. So uh, let's see what they're saying. Let's head there now and speak to uh, the man we often turn to on Japanese sports matters, Alan Gibson. Good afternoon, Alan. Good evening from Japan. Yes, I take, I take it the whole day has been Matsuyama crazy, is it? They, 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 this has been a huge story. Now what team does he play for? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, funny, it's a funny story because uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'm, I'm the football guy, right? And Saturday and Sunday, I was absolutely so busy with uh, the J League and writing things and watching things and I had no idea what was going on and this morning about uh, about 10 to 8 in the Japanese morning I had this uh, message come from a guy in Scotland and he said you watching the golf? And I was like I don't, I don't have to, I, what are you talking about? I don't want any wrote back the Japanese guy is about to win it <laughs> and I turned on the TV and, it, and then it was live and what was, I had no idea of the context, uh, so I didn't know he was he had a spare stroke, and I saw him miss the put just before he scored. He's put the next one in. So I saw, I turned the TV on, and I saw him put the ball in, and I thought, oh no, he's missed it. But thankfully, he had a spare spare stroke, so all was good, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, it was perfect for breakfast time TV in Japan. I mean, it must have, not, apart from you, Alan, obviously, but everybody else must have been a huge interest. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, it must be incredible. I get the feeling that there are a lot of late people at work this morning, mm. which doesn't happen very often. Um, uh, yep, yeah, uh, since since I turned the TV on and watched it, and then I flicked through all the channels, and everybody was going absolutely nuts. And um, it's, it's basically been on all day long until until we hit uh, peak time, and then Japan goes back to uh, crazy comedians eating food that's too hot for them, and and uh, going <laughs> shopping with their kids or something, you know. But uh, but uh, after this peak time, in about in about an hour's time again, there's I checked all the TV schedules, and there's it's it's Matsuyama mania, yeah, or Matsuyama, mania, as you said. Um, at one o'clock in the morning, there's a whole. I think it's about a three and a half hour program. It's going to be uh, basically showing the the road to the road to that last put as well. So, yes, everybody's gone nuts and everybody's proud to be Japanese and everybody's playing golf. 
He, yeah, he sounds like someone who doesn't really sort of court the media because he said it's helped him. The fact that he hasn't got a sort of posse of Japanese journalists following him around Augusta and wanting quotes has helped him uh, over these last few days because he, he said, you know, he doesn't, he finds that quite difficult to cope with all the adulation. Yeah, I guess he's uh, basically, well, he's, he's the first Japanese to win anything ever, basically, in golf, isn't he? But um, the fact Among is the men, that, yeah, um, I think well, not... Japanese women have won uh, big titles, but not Japanese men, so, yeah. Yeah, so he's uh, he's not, you know, he's not the slim, handsome young man that he was when he first started about uh, eight or nine years ago, and he did get followed around a lot then. Um, and I guess basically because he hasn't, he hasn't really been such a star until today, um, that uh, it's sort of worn off a little bit. I mean, he's he's basically uh, got to be prepared now for when he gets back. He's going to be wanted on every television program, and he's mm. going to be mobbed at the airport. Everybody wearing masks, of course. Uh, so it's it's going to be a, a complete life changer, I'm sure, isn't it? And that that green jacket, he looked so nice in that, didn't he? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, well, yeah. I was going to mention that because it, it is an iconic thing, and it's something unlike any other competition. If you win, uh, you know, if you win the Champions League, you can't walk around with the trophy, can you? Yeah, well, you but you can. can walk around with wearing It'd be that ostentatious, jacket. wouldn't it? <laughs> Just wondering, <laughs> wondering how going to the barbers with your big with the Champions League trophy, Jordan Henderson <laughs> taking it everywhere, quite, taking, quite big, going yeah. around Morrison's with it in the front of the uh, trolley. Yeah, it would look a bit weird. But during the Olympics opening ceremony, you can imagine him wearing oh. it and being you know, the focal point. They that's going to be the hottest ticket now, Alan. The uh, the golf uh, at the Olympics because they all want to see him and, and wearing the jacket. Oh yeah, it's definitely is going to be. I mean, we, we're still talking about the Olympics being on or off, but it seems to be on now, right? With limited members and people being safe and who knows, but it's going to be even more incredible. But apparently, uh, he can choose the food for next year, right? At the, mm, uh, yes, the Masters, he can. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Kobe beef, Kobe beef all round, I think. Yeah, well, that will go down well. well that's a quality cut, People love it, Japanese really? food, so I think it'll go well. Yeah. Just to ask you about, finally, Alan, the um, the Olympics. Last time we spoke to you, you and your, your missus, well, certainly she she kept shouting in the background, tell him it's not going to happen. She was very sceptical. Yeah. I mean, what what are you <laughs> what are you finding now? What's the feeling amongst the Japanese people you speak to? Are they, are they pleased it's happening? Are they, are they still a bit, touch, uh, a bit touch worried about the fact that it, it's happening? I think it's it's basically down to the government um, and um, who, you know, just like any other country in the world, who actually likes the government and who agrees with what they do. Um, I think that we've got used to the fact that it is going to happen and everybody's now hoping that uh, it's going to be safe and everybody's going to be calm. And we're still not sure how many how many people from each country and whether they'll be allowed in and if they've been vaccinated. And so um, I think um, it's it's very muted. I think Japan, Japanese people are very proud to be holding the Olympics, even if it is a year late now and a very muted Olympics, perhaps. But um, yeah, got used to the idea that it's going to happen now. I've shut my wife up and locked the door here. And, uh, <laughs> we got to get used to the fact that it's on and uh, we're going to make a good job of it, even if uh, it's literally very very low key for want of a better word yeah absolutely uh, good to talk to you as always and thanks very much for joining us pleasure was all yours there we are that's uh, Japanese sports expert they're mainly football as he admits himself obviously uh, yeah. uh, didn't even know the golf he was on Matsuyama mania apart from in Alan's house where he was he was watching something else just has to pick the one bloke <laughs> the one bloke we found one bloke in Japan doesn't like golf trust us well actually it does take some doing
Um, yeah, so there we are. It's Alan Gibson there. Uh, <laughs> now we're going to be taking you around Europe shortly with Kevin Hatchard. Talking a bit of VAR, where it's less of a problem around Europe than it seems to be here. Uh, and Kevin will be telling us why. Um, Dave in Manchester has been in touch. He said, I'm not sure what is uh, the hardest to believe. Max's feeble performance in the birthday spread or the breaking news that Andy has a quality control system. <laughs> well, it was, Dave, it was news to me. I thought we got the, I think we got the 10 that he had, but apparently not. Um, this from Gary. Um, he says, I was winded, um, inverted commas, when diving at a forward's feet in a school game some years ago. Uh, my daft centre-back hauled me up off the ground and slapped me on the back as he heard that was a great help for a winded person. Really? Turns out I'd incurred a cracked rib in the original challenge and his slap broke my rig and pun- punctured my uh, lung, he says. I woke up in A&E, says Gary, the now-retired goalkeeper from uh, Manchester. So uh, we're trying to make Sonny feel better about uh, that assault by Scott McTominay yesterday. Left him left him on the ground for ten minutes. And um, we do need uh, this afternoon for uh, you to tell us about those times that you were far more hurt than you or anybody else uh, thought at the time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, it's all going on at Grimsby Town. Uh, potential takeover. They might be in the Champions League in five years. Who knows? Uh, we have a very weird sending off. They find themselves at the bottom of League Two. Uh, so who better to turn to than our Grimsby Town correspondent? Uh, comedian, chorister, goalkeeper extraordinaire uh, is Lloyd Griffith. Good afternoon, Lloyd. Good afternoon, lads. How are we? We're not too bad. Maybe yeah, let's, start, let's start with the exciting news of, of, of... It's quite bold, isn't it, to come in as a consortium when a team look sort of destined for non-league. I mean, maybe you think well, that's, a, that's the time to pounce. Well, I, I think they've been, um, they've been wanting to buy for a long time, but there's a lot of politics involved. And luckily, um, it seems that in the last six months, our current um, owner wants to sell... Um, so we woke up to the news on Saturday morning of of, of basically them probably going to hopefully take over Touchwood um, on the 5th of May. So we're like, oh, this is great. Do you know what I mean? We're on beating an eight. Do you know what I mean? We're bottom of the football league. and that, That's fine. But Colchester got beat the night before and Southend and Barrow, we've got a game on, you know, we've got a game on Southend. This is going to be great. And then what happened is um, we lost 1-0 and one of our own players headbutted one of our other players. So it all went out of the window pretty <laughs> Pretty quickly, actually, lads. Yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. And they tried to get him off the pitch quickly because it's like the referee hadn't noticed, but he actually went into the dressing room, got the player out, and gave him a red card. I mean, absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? So um, our our day went from incredible to absolute awful uh, in the space of like seven hours. So, but yeah, it'd be interesting. To see, you know, like the the, the the new consortium that are coming in. There's nothing but good news about the two guys. Both Greenwich Town fans, businessmen. Um, you know, with a, an amazing track record of amazing businesses, so I think I think it's a, a really really positive thing. And the stuff they've been saying about how they want to go forward and make it a community football club, and you know, there's a lot of positive things. So hopefully, you know, even if we are in the football conference uh, in the conference, which it looks like we probably are going to be, um, at least we're doing it with with, with new people at the helm. Mm. The first move would bring back Alan Buckley, no? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the Buckley, Buckley Consortium, his, which is a... a, a uh, Alan Buckley a, for, his, for his 14th stint as yeah. Grimsby Town manager. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed that one of the players involved, the bloke who got actually headbutted, was Philippe Moraes. He used to play for Chelsea, didn't he? He was at... Uh, he was, I remember him in this sort of youth setup. It's the same one, isn't it? It must be. 
Uh, I think so. Yeah, he was also at, um, he was also at Bradford. Um, more importantly, yeah, he, oh, yeah, I think he was at Chelsea <laughs> early, early, early doors. So he's at Bradford, I think maybe about like four years ago. So Bradford fans were thinking that he was doing us a favour there by getting one of his own players sent off. But <laughs> Philip Ray, he's, he's, he's played at a lot of places. I think I think Grimsby, on uh, Grimsby-Bradford on Saturday, I think there were four players in the Grimsby squad that used to play for Bradford and four players in the Bradford squad that used to play for Grimsby. It's like a Y-Swap <laughs> UK. In that, in that. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, uh, on your, I just see on your Twitter feed, uh, you, because uh, golf is back, of course, we had the Masters at the weekend oh, and God, it's very go. good of you to have posted uh, this it's you on the tee and I don't know how to put this maybe Bryson DeChambles it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's I uh, think it's a bit harsh because the backswing and the address yeah. is good it's, it's, if something goes it's, wrong with a sort of follow through and there's a lovely swagger as you turn around knowing you're being and you walk away from the tee it's, it's that, a bit like that thing where you trip over a curb and do a little run afterwards you, <laughs> you, you did kind of carry it off and I use a football term with a plum. Thank you. I, I, if I'm honest, I've never heard of the, the phrase address uh, used in golf. That just shows you how, how advanced I am. But the thing is, I've got the same club. I'm using the, uh, the, the, the Cobra club, the same club that Bryson DeChambeau uses. So I think I just think that it's just going to go 400 yards straight onto the... Like the, the, the hole before, I struck it so sweetly. And I was like, right, lads, come on. Let's get a video of me absolutely tonking this down the fairway. And as you can see from that video, it goes about four foot away. But everyone was saying, like, you've got incredible technique. I can't understand how you've hit a shot so badly with, with, it's true. with what you've done. Yeah. And so I think your backswing's great. The mechanics, are, everything's right. The mechanics. It's yeah. just you're standing too close to the ball after you've hit it, as they say. Just on on. The, I, I, on... I've never had lessons, so this is what's happening next week. I'm going to have lessons, hmm. and then hopefully um, I'll, I'll stop. I was so I nearly walked off after about the thirteenth hole on uh, on on Friday. I was I was just I was just done, but. It's great to be back on the golf course because it's, um, I mean, something that I've massively missed. Um, yeah. I'm not sure the golf course has missed me, to be brutally <laughs> honest. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a game where you just fall in love with it. And I just wanted to go back out the next day, but since, didn't. Since we last spoke, Lloyd, I, I've caught up with uh, Ted Lasso. And I know you've got a little cameo in there as a journalist. And what a wonderful series. It's such a great series. I know they're making a, a, a second uh, season, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was, uh, I've been lucky enough to be included in the second series as well. I think I'm allowed to say that. Um, mm. If not, um, oh God. Um, but yeah, so we've, I've been in this week um, recording the second series. It's an amazing, amazing uh, cast. Mm. Everyone's so lovely in it. Like Jason, um, who obviously plays Ted Lasso, is just one of the most welcoming and kind of like helpful people you'd ever work with just so just so thoughtful on set and it's it's hard to think you know you're on set he's thinking this is jason sudeikis yeah and he's just being just being pally like a hollywood superstar and we're just chatting about grimsby so um <laughs> it's yeah it's an ama amazing to be part of and it's just so nice to see a football sitcom do well because uh, you know there's not that apart from obviously there's a lot of football on tv but you know, there aren't that many football sitcoms on TV, so it's great that this got made and great that it's been so well-received. Yeah, it's excellent. It's a shame you should have gotten to buy in after what happened at Wrexham. You should have got Jason to buy it. <laughs> buy, buy Grimsby. <laughs> if you don't think that was my first conversation with Jason... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the other good news is, finally, you, you are, you've rescheduled all your tour dates, I see. Yeah, so back on tour in 2042. Um, <laughs> uh, um, 
September September the first, I think, is is this uh, first date in Birmingham. So this is the rescheduled dates from uh, last year. So looking forward to getting out out there. Um, it's been one of the things that I've, I've I've kind of like really really struggled with is not being on tour and not being just doing my job at night time. So obviously you know during the day it's just been the same, not much you know playing golf really badly. But then in the evenings kind of really missing going out and gigging to the people of of the UK. So we're back on tour. I say we. It's me and my Volvo. I'm trying to make it out like I'm some sort of like tour kind of like entourage. <laughs> it's literally me in my Volvo with uh, probably a, a number of Ginsters in the passenger seat yeah. Um, yeah. up and down the country. So yeah, quite a, a few venues sold out already. So if you fancy getting involved, a lot of tickets in Great Torrington uh, and Lyme Regis, if anyone wants to bring <laughs> ideally a coach load, maybe even a football club. If you're looking for a social, give me a shout. I'll sort you out deal. Uh, yeah, come on, back out there. Come on, this, this, come on, Lyme Regis, step up. Uh, that's it. Come on, you can do it. Uh, I, think, I think we're playing Lyme Regis next season. Okay. If we get, if we get relegated, <laughs> you could do the, you could do the away day. Uh, Lloyd Griffiths conference <laughs> tour. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, LloydGriffiths.com. Oh, you can find him on Twitter, etc. And so, look, good to talk to you, Lloyd. All the best. Thanks for joining us. You too, guys. Cheers. Take care. See you later on. Lloyd Griffiths there. An event for uh, period for his beloved Grimsby Town. And uh, yeah, do recommend Ted Lasso if you've not had a chance to see it and get Apple TV. It's a really, really good series. Uh, Beautifully written and performed. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A little bit of breaking news. This Saturday's league game between Wolves and Sheffield United uh, has been uh, rearranged from uh, 3 o'clock to 8.15 to avoid a clash with the funeral of uh, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. So that game now kicks off um, 8.15 on Saturday and uh, we'll wait to see what happens with the the championship, uh, etc., now, um, we're still a number of games, of course, uh, here in uh, the EFL uh, and the Premier League, but everything's done and dusted uh, on the Isles of Scilly, uh, St Mary's, where uh, mm. the smallest league in the world, two teams, Garrison Gunners, Warpack Wanderers, uh, has been concluded. There was a bit of a hiatus, I think it's fair to say, as was in most football, but it is now done and dusted. And uh, here to tell us more is uh, Will Lethbridge, uh, who plays uh, in the world's smallest league. Will, good afternoon. Good afternoon, gents. So uh, how, long is it, how long did it take to get this, this concluded? Have you, have you had a bunch of games since you were able to play again or was this the one outstanding league match that you had? So we had one game the previous week. We do actually still have our, our kind of cup final to come this Sunday, but from the league's point of view, that is concluded. Due, due to the pandemic, obviously, we had to uh, reduce our number of fixtures. A lot of the players have seasonal jobs here in the Isles of Scilly and can't make the, the commitments on a Sunday morning. But it, it made things quite interesting in the sense of it all went down to goal difference. Uh, and one game proved to be decisive at the very end. Fantastic. And you mentioned the cup there. Who are you playing in the final? <laughs> Well, funnily enough, yeah, it's, it's the Garrison Gunners. I mean, oh, yeah, it, it must be hard to drag out the draw for the cup uh, for half an hour, I mean, as they do on the Beeb. Uh, is it always, do you have the two balls, number one and number two? Yeah, well, pretty much. I mean, it's, it's always a bit of a debate on which team is the home one and which is the away one. And years ago, I think that we decided that as we were playing on the on the same pitch, it wasn't really worth it. We do play a, a league cup uh, that is two legs, but uh, we decided to do away with the away goals because, like I said, play on the same pitch. It does seem a, a, a bit ridiculous. 
Do you ever have visiting teams? Because I'd imagine playing the same team week in, week out would get a bit boring. I don't know, does it? It, it does in some respects, but we freshen things up every year because what, what we do, the way the teams are picked, it kind of is a bit of a throwback to the, the schoolyard days of two captains who volunteer themselves, uh, players are divvied up into position, and then they, they flip a coin and take alternate picks. So you're not necessarily playing against the same people exactly year in, year out. It does offer a bit of variety in the sense of uh, our, our annual transfer system. I see. I imagined it being some sort of a deep-rooted thing where you had to play for one club. You know, no son of mine's going to play for Warpack Wanderers. I just mm. imagine you'd have whole generations of people going back saying, "Never, you'll never be a Garrison Gunner, not while I'm alive." But you just basically <laughs> yeah. all line up and you pick players individually as you go yeah. along. <laughs> Yeah, but pretty much that's what happens at the beginning of the season and it, and it kicks off with the charity shield. And uh, yeah, we have a traditional game on Boxing Day, which unfortunately couldn't take place this year because of the pandemic, where we play uh, kind of it really stemmed out of fathers against sons, but it's, uh, it's an old man's game. Uh, so old men be the young men. So I think that the age has kind of dropped down, to be honest, to make it more competitive so it's 35 i think now and above uh we look forward that to that on boxing day fingers crossed uh, this this coming year but yeah it was a fantastic end to the season uh the Wolfpack wanderers the team i, I played for can't say i did a huge amount of the day uh we ended up winning the the league with a win our first win in in six months so well. that kind of sums up as well how ridiculous it all is at times so is it is it always close or is there certain years where one team just runs away with it it, it has done in the past, but normally it's pretty even. And that's one of the reasons why the teams are, are pitched the way they are is because it does ensure that it is relatively fair. You do tend to have one team at the beginning, which was the Wanderers this year that, that went on and had a good run to start with. And then the Gunners came chasing back and uh, reduced the, the points difference to, to nothing. And only a few early goals at the beginning of the season was what gave the Wanderers the league going into the final league league game which they, they were ultimately able to to win what's the history of the fixtures then uh well how long's how long's this been happening the, these games between the two teams and where do the names of the teams come from so football in the eyes of silly goes back many years probably we're talking the best part of uh of 100 years and originally there were teams on all five inhabited islands uh over the years, unfortunately, it has ended up being reduced down to just for two teams based on St Mary's. We are registered with the FA as the St Mary's uh, Football Club. Um, but we do have players who come from the other islands. Uh, and it was originally, I think, the Rangers and the, the, the Wanderers, and that ultimately changed to the Gunners and the Wanderers. The, the Wolpack Wanderers comes from the Wolpack Battery, which was uh, which is an armed uh, former military settlement on on the garrison, and and the garrison obviously is is a large part of uh, St Mary's uh, kind of fortified area. Ah. Are you are you a native of the island or have you have you moved? I, I, I grew up over here and uh, moved away. At, lived in London, I spent a bit of time in Australia, uh, spent some time in Cornwall and yeah, I've, I've ended up back here and I've been here for, for a few years now uh, and, it, and it's lovely just getting back playing football again with everyone, kind of you pick up where you left off really. So if your team get a new kit, are the other team jealous? Do they have to have a new kit as well? or how does it... well, They bring out a new what one every a, year. Away? Have you got an away strip? Yeah. <laughs> well, well we, don't, we don't have an away strip. 
uh, we tend to get, because like I said, we are technically registered as, as the one football club. Uh, we all sort out kits as and when, um, but we, we don't normally get a new one every year. We tend to last uh, two or three years. Um, and yeah. Do you know what the record so victory is? Sorry, will we lo- we just lost your line there. Do you know what do you know what the record victory is uh, for for the fixture? Uh, uh, I can't off the top of my head. I'd, ha- I'd have to dig deep in the oh. archives. I, I do remember though a couple of years back we did have a six-one. Oh, okay. Uh, so occasionally, and and sometimes in the young men v the old men games, it can be a little bit one-sided. But but I think the biggest win the Wanderers had this year was 4-0. Uh, but a large number of the games have been pretty close. Uh, a lot of 2-1s and 1-0s. Uh, um, there haven't been that many cricket scores this year. And do you ever go on tour? Mm. Are, you, are you kind of an, uh, the two teams ever sort of get head onto the mainland and, and tour now and again? We have done in the past, and it's something that hasn't been done probably for the last four or five years. But obviously, with with the easing of restrictions, and hopefully, this is at the last of the lockdowns we're coming out of. It's something I think we'd be really keen to do. We've played teams in Cornwall in the past. Um, obviously, it does take a, a fair bit of organising to do, um, and involves people obviously taking time off work. But I think it's something that we may very well look into. Possibly, who knows? Maybe even the autumn of this year. Probably more likely, though, the, the spring of next year. Fantastic. Look, well, good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure just speaking with you both as well. There we are. This uh, The Wanderers' very own Will Lethbridge, their star striker, uh, one of the players who plays in the world's smallest football league. It's good. It's fun. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but you would get, I mean, I think it's, if you're going to, you would get bored just playing the same players. It's oh, a shame yeah. though there's not kind of inbuilt generational grudges uh, around yeah. the two teams. I was, the fact I was that you can play for, for both teams, that's, that's no good. Yeah, it, really? it, does, it does. Anyway, but good stuff. Uh, it's still out there and it's still going strong. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The 
the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It is Paul Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. And uh, still to come, Kevin Day will be uh, joining us. We're going to talk a bit of Palace and uh, more. Wilf playing angry, quite noticeably the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, falling out with, not quite doing a Grimsby and sticking the nut on one of them, but certainly <laughs> verbally jousting with a, with a number of his uh, teammates. Um, Andy, is there anything else you want to share with the class uh, before yeah, we Yes, I've got this week's uh, columnist fodder. That's where I look at uh, somebody's column and they just write something in words for the sake of words. Uh, this week, uh, why do my children find me so annoying? You think, well, all children find their parents annoying. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> You're no different to anybody else. And uh, actually, I don't know if you've seen... Oh, yes, Michelle... Michelle, Michelle. Michelle Arteta has oh, wow. a lovely headline. <clears throat> he says, uh, defence is tighter since I took over. We just need to stop making silly mistakes. Well, it's not tighter then, is it? If they're making silly mistakes, it's not tighter. No. That's the whole point, but don't worry about it. And I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, <laughs> Steve Davis retweeted this. Um, uh, of edit of a frame that he played in... 1987 with George Best. Wow. I've never seen it before. It's an absolute brilliant bit of footage if you get the chance to see it. Is so it? It's well worth watching. I'll go and check mm. it out. Did he win? Well, I, don't I, think spoil, I don't want to spoil it. You know, best well, he won. Know, no, he spoiler, won. I think he did well, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll go and check that out. We've been keeping you in touch with Paul Gascoigne uh, on Italian I'm a Celebrity. Um, you may recall last time we, we mentioned him, he, uh, he injured himself. He uh, injured his shoulder, dislocated it. So he's now longer... He's no longer taking part in the physical oh. challenges. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. But he's still he, is, it, yeah. he is still involved in this. He's still going down a storm, apparently. It's been, I think it's been good for him, and uh, he's gone so down very well. to get injured, though. Yeah, <laughs> really he's is. a bit dislocating <laughs> the shoulder. But he's 53 now, for goodness sake, these sort of things. But he is, he's getting involved in other stuff, and he's, he sounds like he's been a bit of a star of it. So uh, as long as he's all enjoying it. Uh, well done to him. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.